Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the rude, the crude, the socially unacceptable. It's a conscious effort podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Hardwick. Alongside me, Kyla Green, Carla Sanchez will be joining us later. And on today's episode, we have local business owner, lawn care extraordinaire, the mowing man for your growing plan, it's Trenton Scott. And the four, oh, sorry, I didn't mean that. <laughs> and that's what the show's all about. But before we get too far down the road, we got to make sure we remind everybody you can find every episode of the Conscious Effort Podcast at ConsciousEffortCreative.com. You can like us. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Conscious Effort Creative. And now I guess we can start the show. Mr. Trenton, how are you today? I'm all right. Thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. I've been looking forward to having you on here. Yeah, it's it's been a crazy busy year. Um, you guys had mentioned it to me before and just to find the time, you know, with how busy my schedule is and then collaborate with you guys. I, I appreciate you guys making time for me. I'm glad that you're here. I noticed you said that awesome. it's, it's been a busy mowing season. I was wondering how it's been going. Your, your business name, you want to tell everybody about it? Uh, so, so you got some merch here. Oh, yeah. Well, just, just one of my hats. Uh, I get cold. It's, uh, you'll have that when you don't have any hair. You know, I'm follically <laughs> challenged, so... <laughs> follically challenged. Um, oh I own Kicking Grass Lawn Care LLC here in Lagodi. Um, that's I, I do a big I do more than just Lagodi. You know, we do more than just lawn care um, excavation and you know forestry mulching, land clearing. I mean, there's a there's a shorter list of what we don't do versus what we do do. I was going to ask what all do you do, do because uh, being that it's November, getting colder. There's not a whole lot of mowing to do anymore. Right. Uh, you guys still stay busy when the seasons change? Yeah. So th- right now, this time of year, we're focusing on leaves, 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 leaves. How do Leafses. you say that? Leaveses. Leaveses, yeah. So we're focused on leaf cleanup, um, landscape bed cleanup, you know, cutting out the dead plants, uh, trimming shrubs, cutting back trees, stuff like that. You don't really want to cut a tree in the middle of summer. Um, it's best to cut trees back I mean, best for their health, you know, this time of year. But we've been focusing on a lot of landscape cleanups, uh, taking care of people's leaves. Um, the mowing slowed down. We're doing a lot of hardscape, hardscape, which is a type of landscaping. Um, putting in a lot of gravel driveways, doing some excavation work, you know, light excavation work. You know, it's more, we're not out here digging basements or anything. Right, but, right. Uh, we keep pretty busy, you know, I mean... It's slowing down, but uh, it's a much-needed slowdown. Uh, It has been crazy this year. Uh, I didn't expect it to be this busy. I was going to ask if uh, the pandemic or anything had slowed you guys down at all, if you guys were still staying pretty darn busy, because, I mean, a lot of your work's outside. So last year, at the start of the pandemic, I really expected a, a, yeah, pandemic. I really expected a slowdown. I really did. But as more people worked from home, as more people were on unemployment, you know, as more people got the, uh, what was the stimulus? Is that what that, that, yeah. what that was? Mm-hmm. More people were staying home, quarantining or working from home, and they looked around and they, they looked at their landscaping like, wow, this really looks like shit. I need to do something about it. But I'm working from home. I'm still working the same amount of hours. I can't do nothing about it. But I'm not traveling every day. I'm not going to get my coffee every day. I'm not eating out every day. So they had extra money. So they're like, well, let's just do something about this landscaping. So in 2020, it really took off and really started booming because people were at home looking at their landscape and thinking, I need to do something about this. And it did continue into 2021, you know, as 
we got busier in 2020 at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, word spread about business and it just it kept growing from there, you know. Word of mouth. Word of mouth. That's I mean, you do good you do good work, you get mm-hmm. good results and people spread it, you know. I yeah. I'll say right off the bat, you can't please everyone. I mean, I'm sure there's some people out there I've made mad, but you know, you're going to have that. Yeah, it's a case with anything you do. But no, the pandemic didn't slow us down. It it actually helped. It helped my small business. Some small businesses it didn't, but mine I'm a uh, very fortunate. Yeah, that's a surprising good story. It's nice to hear a good story every now and then because it's, it's real easy to find bad stories anywhere on the internet. But it, it's very cool that in a weird way uh, you've been able to, to kind of flourish amid everything else that's going on. Well, it's not, it's not just doing a good job. It's having the right clients. And last year and especially more this year in 2021, I have had some, and I can't stress this enough, amazing clients that are super easy to please and they give me a challenge and I go in, I execute it. Um, they're happy with the results. They recommend their friends. I mean, there's a certain, I won't say it on the podcast. There's a certain street in town, just a couple blocks over that, (laughs) that keeps me extremely busy. I mean, my signs are up and down and all the time, but it's having extremely good clients is key to it. And I, I hit the nail on the head this year with good clients. That's good. That's really great to hear. And you're right. I mean, you get in with, uh, some really good customers that really enjoy and appreciate what you do, uh, that return business. What, what's that saying? They always have, you know, keeping clients is worth more than going and trying to find new ones. You Ex- get, yep. Get all that repeat business. Exactly. Once you kind of build a relationship with someone, you know, it's, I always tell people, cutting the grass gets your foot in the door. It's the landscaping that I like to do. Mm-hmm. Cutting the grass gets your foot in the door, and then they start asking, well, what else do you do? Well, I do this, this, and this. And they're like, well, hey, I think I need that done. So it's just all about having the right amount of clients that are you, – you, you vibe with them. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. It's yeah, just, yeah, like yeah. A, just like a friendship. You vibe with them. Mm-hmm. And um, – you have a good good client list, and they want you to keep coming back and do more. You do more. You make sure you don't screw it up. You know, do a good job. Now, how long have you been doing this? Uh, over ten years. Um, I was at. I was in the factory, manufacturing industry for eleven years, and I started before I was in the factory. Um, so about ten years. Ten years plus or minus. Mm-hmm. How long has Kicking Grass Lawn Care been? Like, uh, I, I'm, I'm imagining you started doing this uh, probably on the side while you were still working yes. in the factory industry, and then it grew to the point where you can do it full time now as Kicking Grass Lawn Care. How long have you been able to stand on your own two legs and do it all by yourself? Um, well, I'll be honest. I did 11 years in the factory and manufacturing, uh, furniture manufacturing industry. Um, we went... Full-time, Kicking Grass Lawn Care LLC went full-time April of this year. Uh, I've always did factory work 40 hours a week, and then as soon as I get off work, it's, you know, work on my own business and everything like that, you know, till dark. Um, A lot of people know me to always work till dark. So this is the first year that I've went full-time with only Kicking Grass Lawn Care. It was very sad to leave my factory friends and family and but april of this year has been full-time only working for myself that's awesome wow. and I, I was going to ask that earlier 
like the date of when you actually went full time with it and like that is your only thing that you do? Well, I, I'm they it was April and um and I, I'm not ashamed to say it on this podcast. I worked for uh, JSI Jasper Group, and my work fr- my work friends and family threw me in a, a bomb ass party. They I threw me. They, I don't know how to. I they don't know how to say to it. They threw me a bomb ass party. They yeah. decorated my spray booth. Man, they they pitched in. Everybody brought food. Uh, there was a couple times I teared up. You know it. Uh, they threw me a ball mass party. They didn't want to see me go. I'm sure some of them did. That's okay. That's, a, that's okay. But uh, they threw me a good party, and I hated to leave that industry that I had known for so many years and that had provided for me for so many years. But it was time, you know, mm-hmm. I did my own thing. Everybody mm-hmm. knows when it's like, hey, I got to spread my wings and fly, man. Yeah, yeah, got to leave the nest. Yep. I mean, that's kind of the whole point. I think it's awesome. And I've had a lot of good community support. I've had, um, you know, a lot of our mutual friends have hired me to do work around mm-hmm. their house. So it, I've had a good community support. Uh, this Martin County is really good at supporting small business. At least I, I can't speak for every small business, but for me, mm-hmm. Martin County has been, you know, very, very well, treated me well. Right. So now... Is it is it just you doing all this? Do you have any uh, any helpers or any other employees, or is it is it so, just Trent and Scott? Well, I have a, a part time helper. Um, I've had a few. I've actually a few, several. I don't have any full time employees, uh, but I have had a few full time. I have had a few part time helpers. Mm. Um, I've got a guy I call Chef, uh, just because I didn't ask him if I could say his name on the podcast. I'll just refer to him what I call him. Uh, chef has helped me uh, half day Thursday, all day Friday. He works from dusk till dawn on Friday. He's got a family to go home to. And um, sometimes Saturdays. I got Saturday help because uh, I work seven days a week. So I've had a little bit of help this year. I, I've needed it. And mm. they've, oh, my God, they've come in handy. I bet. I bet. Especially with as busy as you've been saying you've been. You mentioned earlier uh, hardscaping. Yeah, so what, what's the difference between that and and what we might think of as landscaping? So, typically, landscaping would be coming in and putting in a flower bed or installing mulch, installing decorative gravel. Um, that would be your typical landscaping. Hardscaping is where you come in and you actually alter the earth. Mm. Um, you know, landscaping is just adding. It's it's minor things. Hardscaping is like paver patios, retaining walls. Um, it's it's changing the shape of the earth. It's it's really more in depth. Um, it's it's a lot harder on your back, um, but it, it's things like those patios, retaining walls, um, building stairs on a on a different level of yards. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not my favorite thing to do. I try to shy away from it because it takes a lot of time. But if someone comes up, a, a, an existing client comes up and asks, I'll do it. Kind of going beyond just the decorative aspect, uh, the landscape and the lawn care, and, and like you were saying, going in and physically changing uh, the, the layout yeah. of everything. I never, I never heard that term hardscaping before. Yeah, you mentioned. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I, hardscaping. It, I'm not gonna lie; it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I bet. It's a, it, it is a pain. It, it's backbreaking work, but it, I do maybe one or two a year. And that's all I try to limit it to because I have such a good 
and broad client list that I can't tie four or five days up into a project. Mm -hmm. I couldn't this year. I just couldn't. I was spread too thin. You're talking about backbreaking work. Uh, before we started the show, you were talking about the uh, the leaf work you've been doing oh, and carrying yes. around that yes. big uh, was it was it a leaf blower? Is that what yep. it is? Backpack leaf mm -hmm. blower. And uh, the amount of wear and tear that takes on you wearing that thing eight hours a day, going through, taking care of all the different lawns, and the entire time you're wearing that pack, and it's running. It's got a motor, and it's sitting there and kind of shaking you. Yeah. And eight hours a day, that gets to be a little exhausting. So I, I always tell people, if you've ever seen the movie Overboard, I don't know who has it. It's an older movie. Yeah, I don't. I don't I, it's not one I recognize, but I'm, I'm not a big Somebody out there will, will know the movie Overboard. where the la It's the scene where the lady is, uh, she's cutting trees, and she's she's done running the chainsaw for a day. Never ran a chainsaw in her life, and she's the rest of the night. That's how I feel. <laughs> just just constantly, I feel like it's on my back. It's It's extremely, I've got a sore neck. It's... I'm telling you, it's stiff, but um, a well, lot of people, un they, I guess they just don't under, they underestimate the amount of work that goes into, you know, leaf cleanup and everything. Well, you were saying the other day, uh, after a certain period of time, that weight and that strap started kind of cutting the circulation off on your whole arm. Oh, yeah. Um, my left arm lo loves to go numb. I mean, it, and your handles swell up. I mean, it, it's part of the job. You knew what you were getting yourself into. Um but you just push through because you're doing what you love. You know, it's not just a job to me. It's not just a paycheck. I'm outside. I get to watch nature. I'm doing what I love. So there, there's pros and cons to it, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, having a good chiropractor definitely helps. <laughs> I bet after all that work. Now, how did you, I'm going to ask how you got started, but what, what really motivated you to get in the lawn care business? When I was in high school, I had a very good friend of mine, and we're still good friends to this day, and you won't hardly find that, um, where you have someone you were friends with in high school still be your friend. Jimmy Bells and I, we started mowing yards around the neighborhood. We were two teenagers, 16. We were looking to make a dollar. We didn't have jobs. We were just trying to, we was just trying to find some gas money, man. So we started mowing yards, and you just kind of pick up things along the way. Um, and that fizzled out, you know, you're, you're, eight, you're 18 and it's like, oh, I got to get a real job. And I just always kind of still did a little bit of lawn care, mowing yards, you know. I was the $25, I'll mow your yard guy, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and it just progressed from there. And then when I got to Lagodi, um, it was a new life here for me. Um, still driving back and forth to Orleans and French Lick for work. And it was more like, Man, I know I have I have this good education on this trade on landscaping. My mother taught me a lot. My mom and mom, if you're listening, thank you for you know I wouldn't be here without you. My mother did teach me a lot of landscaping, and she's extremely smart when it comes to landscaping. So I learned a lot from her. So I'm in Lagodi, and I'm thinking, man, I got all these bills to pay, and I'm not making enough from the factory. Nobody makes enough from their nine to five job, and so I thought. I've got all these skills. Why don't I just work two jobs? I'll work for myself and still work for the factory. And after many, many years of working two, three jobs, bartending sometimes in between, you know, here I am. Mm -hmm. So it's, it just, it started with, you know, high school. And then it was like, hey, I got to pay these bills. 
It's funny you mentioned the, the term trade and how picking up something like that is something you can always kind of turn to. You, you pick up a skill and you learn how to do it well. Uh, whatever you're doing from your nine to five, if you learn a trade and you learn it really well, that's something you can always turn to and make money. And I think that's something sometimes kind of gets forgotten a little bit nowadays. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, it's like you and I were talking outside. You worked construction. I'm sure mm -hmm. if, you know, you had to, in a snap of a finger, you could walk on a construction shop construction site and uh, you know start picking up a shovel or start picking up tools and start working I mean when you learn a trade like that it is a skilled trade and mowing grass is not a skilled trade I I'll be honest with you it, it is not a skilled trade but landscaping is mm -hmm. being able to see something and picture it the way that the client wants it in your head it's a skill um, I, I think it's a skilled trade um, so it's good to learn something like that and you, that you can always go back to, you know. Um, Kyla does photography. That's a that I to me that is a skilled trade. I can't just pick up some eight hundred dollar camera and start snapping pictures and they're going to turn out all right. Mm. You know, you know. There's a lot of skilled trades out there that people overlook, and I think lawn care and landscaping, mostly the landscaping aspect, is definitely one of them. Right. Everybody's always going to have a house. Everybody's always going to have a right. yard or flowers or mulch, some kind of landscaping, and they, they want it to look good, right? Uh, speaking, you're talking about the, the photography sort of thing and, and being able to look at something and imagine it. That's kind of a creative aspect I hadn't really thought about, but being able to look at an environment, you know, the layout of somebody's house or whatever, and figure out you know, how do you shape this thing or whatever. That's a bit of a creative aspect I had never really thought about when it comes to that sort of thing. I mean, is that something that uh, you just kind of find? It has to be. I mean, is that something you just kind of find natural or is that something that you... You have to have some sort it, of artistic... It takes, yeah. it takes a lot of practice. There's, I have some clients that are like, hey, you see this space? Make it look pretty. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? And they're like, I don't care. Make it look pretty. And I'm like, sit back, relax. I'll have this done in a week. I got you. Uh, come so in. See, they trust you. Yeah, that. come in, do That's your magic, good. and they're like, oh, I love it. I love it. Um, and I've got some of them that they tell me what they want, and I'm and they say, can you can you put it on a computer for me? I said, no, I'm not that big of a business. I can't I can't, <laughs> I can't give you a 3D like, image well, they of what this is. Like they want CAD or something. Yeah, like a CAD drawing. <laughs> yeah, they they want blueprints, and I'm like, um, I'm I'm not that advanced. Yeah. I'm not that big of a company. But if you just if you give me like, just trust me. It's in my mind, and it and I always tell people, I know what you want. I'm going to do it this way. I can envision it in my head. I know I can't show it to you on a screen, but I promise you, if you don't like it, you don't pay for it. Plain and simple. Like, just trust me. I know what I'm doing. If you don't like it, I'll either make it right, I'll fix it, or well, I guess someone just got some free landscaping. Now, as I get bigger, I'm not saying that, you know, that's our, our guarantee anymore, you right. know, because as I get bigger and the name gets out there, there'll be people trying to get free landscaping. Yeah. But I've I've had, I'd say, for every 10 people I have, I maybe have one complaint. Hmm. So, but yeah, it, it takes a lot of envisioning. Envision is what I call it. Like you said earlier, that, that landscaping was kind of one of the things that you liked more about what you did. Is it because that creative sort of aspect, you get a little bit of freedom yeah. to look at something and kind of imagine what all you can do with it? It's, it's that, and it's, it's just like someone who's building furniture. When the product is done and you're looking at it and you're like, I did that. 
I did that with these two hands. These two hands did that. I did something. I like to work with my hands, so I did something. I created that. You know, they knew what they wanted, but I put the I put it in motion. So that's what I like. When I get something done, I like to stand back and just, like every man, grunt. Uh, uh, uh. Like Tim yeah. the Tool Man Taylor. Yeah. Uh, 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 I did that. Yeah. You know, and I do. I still drive by some of my clients' houses, and you know, I'm like, "Damn, that landscape looks good. Who did that? <laughs> oh, that's right, Kicking Grass did that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I mean, like, that's good that you take you take, and I know that even with mowing, you take a lot of pride in your mowing because I've seen it. I did that shoot for you. Yeah, that, wherever it was. And I could just tell, just like you're like in the zone and you just like, you don't half-ass shit. That's the thing that's good about you. Like, I appreciate that. I mean, and I, and that's why you keep getting all these clients and like recommendations and returning clients is, is because of that. Because anyone, like, I mean, I, I don't really know how to mow grass, honestly. I'll just be honest with you. I've never really done it. I push mowed like a small area, <laughs> not much, but you know, like. Even something like that, you take a lot of pride in it. And, and you can tell, like, if I would do, like, what you do, like, it would not look the same. Like, your lines and all that shit you do is, like, I have no idea. It's just, it. it's one of those, if, I know if I don't do it right, the moment I mess up, people will focus on my, mis some people will focus on my mistakes rather than what I've done right. So I just always try to keep in the back of my mind, hey, the haters are watching. Mm -hmm. Do it right, boy. Right. But also, you are your, you are a perfectionist. I am my biggest so, critic, yes. Yeah. So, like, you're going to do it right the first time because you're going to be the first person that's pissed off at yourself if you do a half ass job. And that's just, you just don't do that, so. Yeah, that, I mean, I can see it, yeah. I mean, that, I mean that's just the way it is. You're talking about taking pride in what you did with your own two hands and, and the construction stuff. That's the same way I felt whenever I worked in that sort of industry where when, anytime you start a job in construction, it always looks like a mess. Probably the same way whenever you first start redoing landscaping, you tear everything out. Mm -hmm. uh, in a way, the first step to making it look good is kind of make it look worse. Uh, but then once it's all done, there is a certain amount of pride you stand back and look at it and think, well, goddamn, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> that used to look totally different, and that, now it looks way better. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. I mean, things, things are always, it's like even in life, things will always get ugly before they get better. Things always get worse before they get better. And it's, it's that pride thing for me where I, like you said, I, I did that, you know. Mm -hmm. I I sometimes call it big dick syndrome because you know you stand back you stand back and you're like hell yeah I'm the man. <laughs> That's good though. But but I hate to be I, I and I don't mean to come off as bragful or boastful uh, because there's a lot of good there's a lot of great landscapers out there there really is even in our community and I'm uh, there's a lot of great lawn care professionals out there in our community but I mean if we're talking about me that's to me it's just a it's a pride thing it, it's. This is what I do. I built this. This is what I do. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, we're going to take a short break here. Uh, before we go, you mentioned uh, how welcoming the community had been. That's something I want to get back to. We'll take a short break. All right. Back. Stay tuned to the Concept Podcast. If you want to support the Conscious Effort Podcast, you can go to ConsciousEffortCreative.com. Click on Shop and get your very own Effort t-shirt. 
And if you use code CEPOD at checkout, you can save 25%. That's the letter C, the letter E, POD, for 25% at checkout. Shop now at ConsciousEffortCreative.com. And now, back to the show. Yeah, welcome back, everybody. So, before we left, we were talking about the, uh, the community, how welcoming everyone has been. And something that stuck out to me is how involved you've gotten in to the community, uh, particularly for someone who uh, was not you know, born and bred in Ligoti. And one of the things you've gotten involved in lately has been the uh, Ligoti Beautification Board. Yep. And I vaguely understand what they do here. Uh, can you tell us a little bit like what the, the, the beautification board is? So the beautification board is just a, uh, it's a group of volunteers. We're just, I, as far as the mission statement, I, I really don't know. We are just trying to make the town look a little bit better. Uh, anything from painting a curb to planting flowers, just, just do something, you know. Um, it takes... A village to it takes a village to make things look better, especially a city, and uh, it's just a group of average people. We've got jobs, we have lives, we have families. We're just trying to volunteer. Um, for me personally, it was um, the community has really supported my business. I wanted to give back, and they needed some advice on you know a little bit of landscaping and everything. So I got involved that way. Mm-hmm. Now you said it's it's all entirely volunteer. Yes, it's all entirely volunteered. None of us profit for it. It's a nonprofit organization. Um, do you guys do anything to raise any money for that? So yes, uh, we do. We apply for a lot of grants. Um, we have a mural in town. We applied for a grant for that. Um, we applied for a grant to get um, a uh, like a tool shed. Um, that has been approved, um, and some, you know, some tools. We applied for a grant for the flower pots through downtown, uh, which still does need a little bit more work, but uh, we're getting there. Like I said, we're a group of volunteers that have our own lives, so getting everybody to collaborate on the same schedule is is challenging, but um, we're just trying to just give Lagodi a little bit of a facelift. It's just volunteers trying to do the best they can with what they have. You were talking about the grants and whatnot and, and being volunteers. So I hadn't thought of this until you mentioned it. Outside of painting the curbs uh, and, and landscaping and whatnot, I bet there's a lot of other work that goes in, in, into that sort of thing, like applying for those grants, whether it's paperwork, you know, researching opportunities, finding you know, vendors or sponsors for stuff. Uh, is there a lot of extra stuff you guys kind of do behind the scenes that, uh, that the community doesn't, doesn't see? Extremely, a, a lot. There is a lot of work and research that goes into funding these grants, finding them, applying for them. I mean, when it comes to a grant, you have to write it up. Uh, uh, Jessica Potts has she, her, and Amber have been great. Everybody's been great on the board. You know, I'm not singling anybody out. Jessica Potts and Amber and Brandy, they've been great at. Um, helping write the grants. Jessica's found a lot of grants. Um, you know, Jessica does a lot of grant writing. I mean, she is just, her knowledge is just, it's phenomenal what she knows. She is just as sharp as a tack. She's smart as a tack. 
the beautification board is is grateful to have her. I mean, the the whole city is great to have her. Um, she's extremely smart when it comes to that. I I couldn't if if I had to go out and find a grant now and I had to apply for a grant, I would I would I would be dumbfounded. I wouldn't know how to do it. She is the smart one on that. That's some of that work, like you're saying, that people don't necessarily get to see. They see the end result, like the the mural. No. Yeah, that recently got put up. Everybody can walk Which by. Looks and, amazing. It does. I've seen pictures of it, and people can walk by and and see that and admire it. What they didn't see was uh, everything it took behind the scenes to make that sort of thing happen. Exactly. Uh, however much work you probably see with your own two eyes, probably twice as much went in behind the scenes there, to figure out how to make that happen. There's a lot of behind the scenes. There's a lot of phone calls that are made. There's a lot of, please, can we get this? Please, can we, you know, meeting deadlines. Um, you know, the planners was a challenge. The mural was a challenge. Um, and them girls get together outside of our beautification board meetings and they write the grants on their own personal time. I mean, we're all volunteers. We're all doing this on our own personal time. But they take the time to get together outside of a board meeting, uh, write the grants. You know, how are we going to word this? How are we going to apply for this? And they put in a, I can't take credit for writing the grants. I really can't. Because uh, that's where I throw my hands up and I say, hey, I'm not educated enough for this. Uh, I'm the muscles. You're the brains. So, you know, even though they made me president of the beautification board, you know, I'm the muscles, you're the brains, you, you figure out how we're going to fund it, and then I'll figure out how we're going to do it physically. If, if, if somebody else wanted to get involved in that sort of thing, how could they do that? Um, you can contact, we have a Lagodi Beautification Board Facebook page, you guys can contact that. Uh, you can call the mayor's office, and I don't have the phone number offhand. Um, or you can call my personal cell phone, which I'll say it on the air because it's all over my signs in town. It's um, we're always looking for volunteers. We're always looking for someone with an idea. Uh, don't call me after 8 p.m. and wake me up or piss me off. <laughs> I, I, you know, my business hours for my business is 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Don't call me after 8 unless it's an emergency. But, you know, send me a text, email me. You know, call call the mayor's office. Send the uh, beautification board a message. I mean, we're always looking for volunteers. We're always go looking like for help. Go like our Facebook page. Yes, go like our yes. Facebook Sir, page. You know, what is that Facebook page again for everybody? Lagodi Beautification Board. Um, it's on Facebook. You can't miss it. We're very active. We're active in Lagodi Life, Lagodi Talks, uh, several Facebook groups around uh, Lagodi. The mayor, he shares a lot of our posts. Uh, thank you, Noel, for always sharing our posts. Appreciate that. And and all the board members share it, you know. Jessica Potts shares it, Amber and Brandy and uh, Christy, Chris Hager, uh, I'm, I, uh, Christina. I, I'm sure there's some people I'm forgetting, but, I mean, we've had a lot of good board members. We've had a lot of good volunteers. Everybody comes together and has a good idea. I mean, there's been a lot of good ideas. It's just executing them ideas and finding the time to do it that mm -hmm. is challenging. I imagine uh, everybody being volunteers and having limited time, perhaps limited resources, try to make all that work. Uh, that's, that's a big obstacle to try to overcome. So if you are somebody that wants to be involved, you are somebody that wants to volunteer, uh, it's always appreciated, always welcome, I imagine. Yeah. I mean, it, it like I said, it takes a village to make your community better. It, it it makes you feel good. It makes you really take pride. It's just like with my business. It makes you take pride in your community to say, 
I had a hand in that. I helped with that, you know, like I, I did something bigger than me. You know, it, it's easy to sit back and criticize, and, and we get this a lot on the beautification mm. board. It's easy to sit back and talk shit, and it's easy to sit back and criticize the work that someone's done. It's harder to actually show up and say, hey, what can I do? Right. And right. that's what I, personally for me, that's what I want to do. What can I do to help? You know, I have the knowledge. Let me, just give me a shovel. Let me do something. Well, I think you guys deserve a lot of credit for that, like you were saying. It's very easy uh, to, to sit back and complain about the way things are or the way you would like things to look. Uh, you guys have taken it upon yourselves voluntarily to tackle all that stuff and try to figure out, okay, how can we change it? How can we fix it? And a part of doing that is is fielding all the criticism. You, 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 I mean, in an odd oh, way, you boy. almost kind of sign up for it. <laughs> yeah, um there, there is a lot of criticism. It, it seems like um, it's almost like you gotta, and I, and I don't mean to sound feminist or anything, uh, or maybe I'm using that term wrong. It's like you got a million different wives all telling you how you're doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, and there, there, we don't get a lot of criticism from the community. We really don't. But when you get ten good compliments but you get them two bad compliments. So you get eight out, eight compliments out of ten are good, but you get those two bad ones, you always focus on the negativity. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how can I change these people's mind? How can I make them happy? And, and the truth is, and it's with business and, and volunteer work, you can't make everyone happy. I have tried. The volunteers have tried. I've tried in my business. You just can't please everybody, and it's just something you've got to come to terms with. I think that speaks to the, the, the amount of pride you guys take into that work, though, that you can do a great job 80% of the time. Uh, you can please 8 out of 10 people, but those two... It, you, you still hate to hear that, well, there was two people that didn't like it, and and your goal is to figure out how can I make 10 out of 10 happy. It's it's difficult. I take it I take it personal, but that's I'm a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. Well, like I said, you, you, you take a lot of pride in what you do, uh, and it's very important to you to, to, to try to make it the best you can and try to please everybody, even if that's an impossible kind of task. But uh, We can I, always use volunteers, um, and, and, you know, we always try to post when our public meetings are, so... If you have an idea, if you want to just come and listen in, you know, there's no pressure. You don't have to speak up. If you want to just come, listen in, maybe throw around an idea of how we can, you know, make the city better. If it's in our funding, which is extremely limited, um, we'll try to do it. We'll listen. I mean, there's been, you know, there was, um, I won't say her name. There was a lady who suggested, hey, how about we do something with this sign out here by Bradley's? You know, the city sign says, welcome to Lagodi." Let's. It's covered with weeds. Let's do something about it. And I said, okay. Well, I wrote it down, put it on my list, and it took me a couple months, but I got to it. You know. Mm -hmm. So, just because we don't do something right away doesn't mean we're not listening. We we are constantly listening, uh, and it's and we write it down and we have it on on our list of things to do. It's just finding the time and the funds to be able to do it. You know, like mm -hmm. I promise, we don't ignore anybody. We want to hear everything everybody has to say. Mm -hmm. Always trying to figure out how you can make all of that work the best that you can. Exactly. Uh, however, we are not a complaint department. If, if if you're just going to come and complain, I I personally don't want to hear it. You know, if if you can't bring anything positive to it, you know, just uh, you know, honestly, this is after hours. Uh, don't bother me. 
<laughs> positivity welcome. Remember that. Positivity. Positivity. That's what we want to hear. Mm-hmm. That's how you get stuff done. So on that note, speaking of positivity, uh, and, and I guess now we can kind of free will into about whatever we want. Uh, something I've been thinking about that I've kind of wondered for a while. I ran into you at uh, some of the, the, the vinyl night and little music get-togethers. Are you much of a music guy yourself? I love music. Music is life. Music is the way you express yourself. Music helps you. Music can make you mad. It can make you sad. It can make you happy. It can make you de-stress. It can make you clear your mind. I'm a very big music lover. Okay. Because I, I, I knew... You know, you used to work at the bar or whatnot, and they would always have bands uh, in there playing. Uh, but I knew, I don't, at least I don't think, you don't play. No, no, I, uh, I never, I'm not instrument. How, how would you say that? I, I are can't you, play are you an instrumentally instrument. challenged. Yes, I'm follically challenged and instrumentally challenged. Uh, there's several challenges I face, and uh, I, I can't play. I, I can sing uh, as long as everybody else doesn't mind. Uh, Nails on a chalkboard. I, I can sing. You know? you know, you never do any karaoke or anything like that. No, if I have enough drinks, I will. <laughs> Speaking of um, uh, the bartender and the bar and all the bands he's playing there, does this furniture look familiar in any way? Hmm. Well, I would say I've had a couple shots at this table, and uh, I've had a couple beers at this table, and I think I've knocked over one of these chairs once or twice in my day. We, we rescued all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking it looked familiar from Bradley's Bar and Grill. Well, we always used to say that the, the, the show was kind of like just those conversations you'd have with your friends when you're sitting around the table at the bar, you know, late on Saturday night. And so when it was available, we thought, well, pff, what better stage props to have than table and the chairs from the bar and sit around and do all that shit guys i gotta say you know i really do have to say this and, and some people liked the place and some people didn't like the place i wholeheartedly with my heart miss bradley's bar and grill mm. i really do i haven't seen any of my friends since bradley's bar and grill i hardly see anybody I, and I, honest to God, I have I hardly see anybody. That was the central gathering point for, I'm 29, so for people our age, in Ligoti, that was the gathering point. You drive by and you say, oh, so-and-so's car's there. Let's stop mm. in and see what they're doing. Or, There's a lot of cars in the parking lot. wonder what's going on. So let's stop in. Let's have a drink. You know, let's get a Coke, get something to eat. You know, oh, well, there's a band playing at 9 o'clock. We better stay. I really... I really do miss that place, you know. Met a lot of friends there. Met a lot of fellow musicians there that uh, I've gotten to work with or play with since then. That, honestly, otherwise, I wouldn't have known. Cause, yes. Uh, and the funny thing was, I lived just, uh, or I used to live just a mile down the road. But for years, I was always in Washington. So I knew all the musicians around there. I didn't know any of the musicians in my own backyard. And if it wasn't for Bradley's kind of being that gathering place, there's lots and lots of people, like I said, right here in my own backyard that I wouldn't have known. Dude, it was uh, the hub. Did so much cool stuff. It was the hub. I would have never met you two. I would have never met yeah, you two met had you. it been for Bradley's. I wouldn't have 90% of the friends I do in Lagodi because I, I came from Lawrence County. I didn't know anybody when I moved here. Had it not been for Bradley's Bar and Grill, I wouldn't know anybody here. And I wouldn't have half the friends I do. So I, I miss the place. I miss the... You go in, it was like cheers. You want to yep. go where everybody knows you, you, you walk through the door, and there's going to be probably about a half dozen people look over there and say, oh, there's trouble. Yeah. 
or give you the finger, but not yeah. in a bad way, you know. I miss the place. But yes, this this furniture does look familiar. Mm -hmm. I've had plenty of beers here. I've had plenty of Pig Macs here and, you know, good tenderloins at this table. I'm happy in a small way we're able to kind of continue some of that. Yeah. Yeah, as Kyla said, you're welcome for that. <laughs> oh, did you play a hand in that, Kyla? Is getting the table? Well, no, some, I was probably just talking about Macs. working there for three years. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did work there. <laughs> you said Pig Mac, and I'm like, you're welcome. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, you, you was in the kitchen. I bartended there for a little bit. That's Bradley started my... Um, my bartending, I wouldn't say career, but, you know, I do it part-time. Yeah. You know, it's, you meet a lot of good people there. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it's hard to find them now. Like, everybody's kind of gone their own way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Bradley's was unfortunate due to COVID, closed down, you know, and it's it wasn't anything they did. It was just the economy. Yeah, yeah, very unfortunate. You, you mentioned that Pig Mac thing. Was that the the, the big, giant... A monstrosity of a sandwich that they were trying to think of a name of one time. Uh, no. Or was that something they had before then? That was, no. The I know what you're talking about, and I can't remember the name. But the Pig Mac was the breaded tenderloin cut in half, and like it was like built like a Big Mac. Okay. With the sauce and the the bun, and it was like this fucking big. Whenever it came out on the plate, and I had to put a big big flag in it. What? Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The, big toothpick. The, yes, that. Yeah, that, that, yeah. What, yeah, what yeah. I remember, it, it popped up in my Facebook memories here a while back. There was some monstrosity of a burger that they had made, and they had this uh, little gimmick going on where mm -hmm. uh, you could pitch a name for it. Mm -hmm. And if you want it, then I think you got one for free or something. Mm -hmm. And so what I lobbied to name it was the Bee Squatch. And if you, <laughs> if you ever watch Bob's Burgers, you get the Bee Squatch joke. I got it. I got it. This is me now. That's what I wanted to name it. I didn't win it. I forget what the name. But I really wish I had. I it was a, it was a good place to eat. Um, Lagodi is is got uh, it's got a few a few good restaurants. You know, I I like to have a break time bar and grill, a little bitty place. I like to go in there and have my tenderloins there. You can get a tenderloin today and uh, finish it tomorrow. Oh my god! They're that big. I'm telling you what, they're they're huge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Huge. <laughs> They're so good. They're that that, big. That's a great. That's that place is great food. Now you know, guys, we are really fortunate to live in a good, in a good community that we are. You know, I mean, you got the good and the bad, but you know, um, for me personally, I'm I'm not trying to sway the conversation or change the subject, but being an outsider, moving from Lawrence County to Martin County. Everybody welcomed me with open arms, you know, as a person, as a business, you know, I, I, I really like this place. I, I wouldn't choose anywhere else to live other than Miami Beach, Florida. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we, we grant that, though. It's like I, I used to work for a guy that uh, whenever he moved away, he moved to Hawaii. You know what? I'll, I'll give him that one. Yeah. If I could go live on a Hawaii, some island where uh, my backyard looked like a golf course, yeah, you know, I'll give you a pass on that. Oh, Hawaii's got to be so expensive. Oh, it is. Yeah, he was telling me that, like, at that time, this has been years ago now, uh, he always smoked Marlboro Lights. And uh, he said that a pack of Marlboro Lights in Hawaii at that time was $9. Mm, that sounds like Chicago, where a pack of Reds is $11. P.S., I need to quit smoking. <laughs> <laughs> he was saying that houses you build here that were, like, 300000 in Hawaii would be, like, $3 million. But everything's got to be imported. You yeah. know, it's a 
it's there's there's finite amount of land, finite amount of building supplies, you know, available there without shipping it in. So everything's kind of at a premium. Same way with your Marlboros. Ah, oh, yes. Um, real quick though, while we were uh, talking about the community and everything, I did want to mention another group who is similar to Beautification Board. Um, they're Call uh, Community Action Leading Lagodi. So it's it's Call. Um, they are doing some good. Yeah, they are doing some good things around Lagodi. They're you know they're similar to the Beautification Board. Um, they, they probably got a little bit more oomph, a little bit more get up and go than us. They have more volunteers, but they are doing some great things around Lagodi. Um, check out their Facebook page, C-A-L-L, Community Action Leading Lagodi. Uh, I try to support all nonprofit organizations in Lagodi. Mm. So just wanted to throw that out there what while we guy. had a minute. Trenton, giving shout-outs to everything and everybody Trent's in Lagodi. such a dude. Gosh. Such a good dude. Even before this, you were telling us, like, hey, you ever need a hand with something, you know, you ought to give me a shout. I try to help everybody. Kyla he's, says I'm such a too. dude, and I mean, I'm sure there's some people out there who's like, such a douche. No, not a douche. <laughs> a dude. A good guy. That's what I mean. Yeah. I, I, anybody that I always try to help everybody. Always help your neighbor and just... I don't know, be a good friend, you know. I really, really appreciate that. Like like we said earlier, uh, it, it's always kind of stuck out to me how involved you've gotten in uh, to the community being someone who wasn't kind of natively from the community, uh, just kind of came in and made yourself a part of it and got so involved in everything and, and uh, take on so much responsibility in doing that stuff. So uh, well, it stands out. I notice it. And I, I imagine other people notice it too. Yeah, I'm just just try. It, it doesn't take much to volunteer, even if you just do one little thing. I mean, there's so much that goes on in a community or a town that you it just just do one little small thing, you know. And where I came from in in Lawrence County, there was a lot of volunteers. Uh, I used to live in Orange County in Orleans. They don't have a mayor; they just have one kind of guy who, you know is in charge and there's a lot of volunteers there it's just it doesn't take much to volunteer you know just mm. uh, be humble and kind always help someone out just do what you can you know strive for better i don't i don't know how to other how else to say it i well okay i got one and we'll close the show with this there was a uh, uh, guy yogi Berra. always had those strange little sayings he'd always say and he would say do what you can do when you can do what you do that makes sense. Yeah. I like very, it. Very small thing, but very, very meaningful. Little bitty stuff. Volunteer where you can. Help out. If there's something you can do, do it. And I think you're a guy that does a lot of that. I appreciate you for coming on the show. Well, thank out, you. I appreciate tolerating it. Tolerating us for all this time. No, I'm glad to be on here. I'm glad to be involved, you know. like I, it, It's nice to be thought of. Well, we like thinking about you. We appreciate that you think about us. That you made the trek all the way down here. We uh, like thinking we'll about them. We'll have to share, <laughs> share the podcast. Share their Facebook page. Share it everywhere. Like it. It doesn't take but a minute to like their Facebook page. Um, it doesn't take a minute to share it on your profile page. Uh, tell your friends about it. The more listeners they get, the more followers the followers they get, uh, the better off they are on being found and listened to. And, you know, these guys are really doing a lot of good work here, you know, whether it's volunteer work, whether it's a, a free podcast for you guys to listen to, you don't realize the amount of 
cameras we have, the lighting we have, the uh, sound equipment. Well, I wouldn't say we. Let me go back. So you, much hot lighting. You, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't imagine the amount of cameras they have, the amount of lighting they have, the amount of it's editing like they put into this. That, Small um, Hollywood. Yeah, so you wouldn't it's imagine like, the amount of editing they put into this and the amount of work they do for this for free. So give them a like, give them a share, you know, help them out. I appreciate it. And do the same thing for Trent Scott, Kicking Grass Lawn Care. Thanks for tuning in to the Concept Podcast. We'll see you next time. Can I do a peace sign?